0: Hello and welcome to the next episode of Lost in Criterion. I'm John Patrick O'Hatari-Dorgan, and with me, as always, is a man who's a part of the campus police so he gets to dress like he's in a marching band.
1: <laughs> I wish I wish that that were an accurate representation of what's happening in the movie, right, but right. I'm pretty sure that was just actually know, the army showing up I, to, I'm to sure. quell a but campus like,
0: One way or the other, a marching band showed up to, to, to quell a <laughs> stupid rebellion. That is fair. Uh, I just like the idea. um, I'm more enamored with the idea that like the whole world will have moved on, but the campus police still dress like they're in like eighteen nineties army or something like that. (laughs) They all got like palm like plumes on their hat and like Yeah. Fucking couple of them have bass drums for some reason.
1: Before we get into the movie this week, I do want to talk about our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Criterion. Zero marching uh, bands, unfortunately. Zero marching bands. <laughs> if you want to start a Lost Criterion marching band... Uh, uh, you have my blessing. You, I mean, yeah, you have my full sure. support. I won't, you know, we're not going to make any claims on that uh, on that uh, intellectual property. <laughs> just Go like,
0: like if we take somebody to court over, like they're... Like our shit well, podcast. we desist theme, order, of course. Themed uh, right. fucking marching band. <laughs> I can't even think about what that would be. Please.
1: I will embrace that. I will sign any paperwork needed. Uh, Patreon.com slash Lost in Criterion. Uh, we do a bonus episode over there. It's always a non-criterion film. Uh, that is really the only qualification for what gets put up over there is that it's not a criterion film. Uh, occasionally, it later becomes a criterion film. Yeah. That has happened once. With uh, Sidney Lumet's Failsafe.
0: I uh, need it to happen you, one more it, time so that I can feel like it's us doing yeah. it, right? That's right. what I need. It's I, not the even the I best Sidney. No, yeah. no, it's,
1: it's not. It's not even the best Sidney Lumet film we watched over there.
0: So. Like the thing about it is, is like I because I've I've expressed to you the fact that I feel like I'm actually in charge of the Criterion Twitter account. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like I I I want <laughs> them to put a few more of our bonus episodes into the collection. Because yeah. it'll also Pat, justify my feelings.
1: Pat, do you think that the Criterion Twitter account is sending you messages?
0: No, okay. I know this is this is purely just that like human <laughs> thing where you're like identifying patterns and like it's that that <laughs> confirmation bias. But like yeah. the number of times we've done an episode and then like three weeks later the Twitter account has like talked yeah. about that movie <laughs> is enough yeah. to. And again, it's a very small pool. It's like twelve hundred movies, like. You know, it 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 totally. It's just coincidence. I get it. But it's happened enough times where I'm like, "Fuck! They like are they bugging our episodes? What's happening here?"
2: Yeah.
1: Listen, I understand. My only concern is don't purchase any weapons with the intent of. I mean, they also want me to uh, They also want me to kill
0: John Lennon. But whatever. I mean, it's you know. (laughs) All
1: right. All right. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. We watch a pretty wide variety of movies over there that usually don't aren't jokes about assassinations. Um, I mean
0: but uh, it's I I mean is it too soon? Did I did I strike a nerve? No. I, did, I don't...
1: Well, it was it was just his birthday last week as we recorded last last month last month by the time it gets posted. So uh yeah, you're probably safe. Uh
0: Lennon would have been saying...
1: would have been 80 this year,
0: I think. I mean, yeah, that seems about right. I mean, um, it's hard to think, but yeah.
1: Yeah. anyway, eh, John Lennon, he was one of the Beatles. <laughs>
0: wow. I'm glad we I, we, we just clarified just in case there's just like a random dude named John Lennon. He's like, what the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> why, why are they, are they, they talking me? about killing me?
1: I'm not even dead.
0: Uh, <laughs> I'm not subscribed to this podcast anymore. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah.
1: I'm going to take my marching band and get out of here. <laughs> Uh, we watch a, a good selection of movies, not not just uh not just Sidney Lumet films, which are the only ones I've mentioned so far. But uh but we've also watched Ernest Goes to Camp and uh Critters to I mean it uh, could be
0: a Sidney Lumet film. I don't know. Sydney Lumet's Ernest goes the to camp, camp would be, would be, be amazing.
1: <laughs> would be delightful. Uh but yeah, it's uh, we have fun. We make a list uh, for you, the listeners, to vote on. The supporters get to vote on what we're going to do. Sometimes I let the supporters uh, even suggest what movies are going to be on the list. But option five on the list is always the same. It is always uh, Sydney Lumet
0: classic.
1: Sydney Lumet classic. Kazam. No, the nineteen ninety six movie starring Shaquille O'Neal as a genie. Uh, he makes candy. Rain and sandwiches. He makes and sandwiches. Into basketballs, rain and then probably in a, murders them. in a warehouse. Yeah, yeah. Throws basketball people down shafts of uh, I mean, elevator to, shafts to, to their that.
0: death. Yeah. like I mean, probably. Oh
1: well, I don't know if they're a basketball. They'll probably bounce.
0: True, so. but my problem—do they stay a basketball? I don't really remember anymore. Are they a yeah, basketball? Forever? No, he
1: disappears down the. He disappears. Could someone make us, uh, please get on vote for Kazam watch next again. month so that we, we can watch it again and figure, confirm some answer, facts about the, this, about this movie. Yeah. Like, is yeah. he
0: dead? Like, I need to know. <laughs>
1: uh, but yeah, uh, we have watched Kazam a couple, well, one time, one time for the Kazam. It's almost one, a couple of times, but it, it's only outright one once. Um, But yeah, we have fun over there. Uh, Again, that's uh, patreon.com slash Lost in Criteria. And there are a couple other tiers. The uh, $5 tier, we thank those people on air. Uh, There's no one in that tier right now, but we uh, also thank the $10 tier people on air. And we do something else pretty special with the $10 tier um we uh pat makes a piece of art based on one of the movies we've watched recently i get that printed up on postcards write a little personalized note to you and send that off and as i said we thank those people on air as well so, so thank you so much to our newest ten dollar supporter charlie Mueller, and our continuing ten dollar supporters uh christopher Otto, jason Westaver michael McGrath, michael McGrath, patrick yakko and jonathan hape and adam speakerman i cannot talk today i'm whatsoever. so
0: sorry you're having a lot of trouble yeah. today um <laughs> yeah I and and thank you to 10 dollar supporters for making me do something every month. It's uh yeah, I yeah, it's, appreciate it. It's
1: great to it's great to have a purpose in life, isn't yeah. it?
0: Yeah. It's a small one, but it's a good uh, one.
1: Again, if you want to get in on supporting us at any level, we greatly appreciate it. Greatly appreciate just listening too as well, of course, but if you want to get in on that, that is slash patreon.com/lostincriterion. This week we are returning to Francoist Spain, a uh a time in history that Pat and I have firmly established—we know nothing no, about. No, no,
0: nothing, um, zero. Probably yeah. negative uh, amounts, if we're being honest.
1: It's quite possible. We, we maybe after uh, after *Spirit of the Beehive* and uh, oh goodness, what was the other one? Um, um, it's about the, I don't know. More man. recently, uh, also about a creepy little girl played by the same creepy little girl, but uh, and, and and isolation
0: uh, and desolation. It's beautiful, really. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. No, they're both great films. I just can't remember the name of the second one. Greo Cuervos is the name of the movie we can't remember. Uh but uh you know, both of those sort of dealt with uh with people living in the aftermath of uh of the war. Uh and War of War the War much more on its sleeve than this this week's film, though though that influence is obviously still there in this week's film. Yeah. Uh, Death of a Cyclist from nineteen fifty five uh, directed by Juan Antonio Bardem. Um, the other thing about uh, you know the other two Spanish movies we've seen in the Criterion Collection so far, and really I think they might be the only Spanish movies we've seen, uh, the only ones that pop to mind certainly, uh, they're both 1970s work, right? Mid-70s. Right. So this is 20 years before that. It's a, a very different feel and a very different... You know, those two movies were made right before Franco died. Uh, right. This movie was made right after Franco issued the uh, "How to Be a Good Wife" uh, film proclamation, <laughs> telling everybody, all filmmakers, that they had to uh, had to show positive portrayals of uh, wifely womanhood in their movies.
0: Um, Which this one does in Spades.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, totally, totally. No, that is actually why this movie ends the way it ends. Uh, The uh, the story is that they had to be the the uh, the woman had to die at the end as uh, karmic punishment for her,
0: which is probably the wrong ending to this movie. Like, if we're being really, really honest, like I saw you see it coming from a bajillion miles away. I mean, you do almost all the that sort of stuff in this movie, but like. Yeah. Honestly, it does ruin the movie in a certain extent because right. a movie dealing with with the sort of things that this movie does would be much better served with her actually making it back. Um, right, right, and and, and but, actually, but you her say having that. no consequences really would right, be like right. the sort of ideal ending. Right. right?
1: Yeah, but uh, but that's the sort of ending Bartom wanted. <laughs> right, but Bartom yeah. was a communist, so.
0: <laughs> well, um, I watched the documentary, and I happen to know. Definitively, he was not a communist, based on what all of his friends told the police.
1: <laughs> I loved that bit of that documentary. Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, Calle Bardem is a uh, short documentary on the uh, on the Criterion DVD, in which they interview a bunch of people who uh, collaborated with uh, Bardem over the years. <laughs> and, and yeah, there's one guy who, <laughs> who says he told told the police Bardem wasn't a communist on multiple occasions. <laughs> Which, Which is, is amazing. It's like,
0: is he a communist? No, no, not at all.
1: <laughs> I mean, besides clearly being a communist, openly yeah, right. speaking at communist events, probably not. <laughs>
0: um, I mean, I guess uh, if you can't, like, I don't know, like, th- otherwise you just leave it up to their judgment, I guess, the uh, yeah. the, the secret yeah. police. But
1: uh, This movie stars an Italian actress named uh, uh, Lucia Bosse. Uh, who actually just died back in march uh and uh as an old woman who died in march 2020 you can guess what killed her and you'd be right so yep uh yeah yeah Uh, so isn't it uh, i don't know if she was in italy or uh spain i feel like she might have been in spain um when she died but in in either case uh uh, it's not her voice we're hearing, by the way. She is dubbed by an actress named Elsa Fabregas. Favre- uh, Favre- see,
0: that's a thing you can get away with in movies like this, specifically with me, because, like, oh, yeah, my discon- my see- mental disconnect about how, like, what it sounds like versus what mouth movements are happening,
1: <laughs> right?
0: Versus what I'm actually doing, which is mostly just reading, means that like I'm totally unaware of those things in these kind of movies. Usually, Even if she were then.
1: actually speaking Italian instead of speaking, <laughs> I mean, Spanish I probably Portland. could tell the
0: difference. Maybe. I don't
2: well, know.
1: the the vowel sounds and the mouth movements are like close enough, right? That, right? Right? Uh, yeah. That probably she she you know, the overdub could have right, could have, right. but I you know I'm betting that probably she was speaking Spanish and they just didn't like how she was speaking Spanish. Yeah,
0: it was but, probably not Spanish <laughs> enough. Yeah.
1: Uh if uh if the Spanish Wikipedia uh or or my reading of the Spanish Wikipedia is right, the Francoists banned this movie for sixteen years. Uh I mean, whereas the know. church only the church only banned it for four. Um, so I mean So good I, on them for
0: I, that. I, I can't actually figure out why anybody would ban this movie. I mean like I understand why they did it because of <laughs> you know, there's a lot of politics involved right. and then right, also just right. the fact that like at some point you reach a point in your government cycle where you're like, yeah, we just banned basically everything. Right. Like, Oh, we did. It wasn't made by a person we like banned. Like, I mean, because like, you know, and then you get into weird shit. Like you were mentioning about like the idea of like, Oh, this needs to have more like good wifely behavior. It's like, (laughs) that's a weird ass reason to ban things, but you'll ban it for that, I guess. And it's like, right. But like in, in actuality, if you just sort of like follow the plot of this movie, it's like, Nobody does, especially not our main character, does, in fact, do something that even a fascist regime would see as a positive cultural outcome, right? (laughs) Like, he's going to turn himself into the police. Right. I don't know. It's just weird that way.
1: Well, you know, where, where that gets to be a thing is the class politic that is inherent to the entire film right of course of the balance yeah. between he's upper class she's upper class they kill a working class guy and uh get away with it uh right accidentally even like if they called the police it wouldn't have been a thing except that it probably would have ended up in the papers because apparently the death of a random cyclist on a country road uh <laughs> makes it in the big city uh, here's papers. what i will so, tell
0: you you have never li- you are an american I am an American. That's fair. Until I came, <laughs> I live here, in a culture of death. It's I true. Have, I have until in... I came to Japan, I had never lived in. A, I I believed that was true, and then yeah. I have lived in a place where literally every time somebody is hit by a car, it's in yeah, the newspaper. It's news. not even the newspaper. It's yeah. in the national freaking news.
1: Yeah, half yeah. the time. No, that makes sense. I, where live, it'll be like, I live in a culture where that is we uh, we uh, literally we've been desensitized to that. Yeah, absolutely. Right?
0: It's it's. I mean, it's crazy. Like when I first got here, I was like, Whoa, "Why are we watching a news article about that?" This and it's like, "Oh, that's news." Like I mean, like guy was hit by a speeding car. The person who did it. Well, number one, that doesn't happen very often anyway. Right. It, 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 like. You, you know, I mean, obviously, there are certain things that are traumatic that do happen here that don't make the news. Like regular car accidents do make do not make the news, but there's and it is rare enough that people even die in them that half of the time those make. It. If somebody dies in a car accident, it sometimes will make the evening news here. Yeah. And if it's a person yeah. on the no, side of I, the road, oh yeah, that's on that's in the evening news for sure, definitely.
1: When when I learned about Lucia Bose's death, I googled. Uh, or search on Twitter, rather, the title of this film to see if uh, anyone had talked about that aspect uh, in light of of COVID. Um, And instead, what I found was that uh, a a cyclist struck by a car and dying was national news in the last few months in Australia and Britain. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah,
0: so it's here every time it happens here, which it only happens a few times, at most a few times in the year. It is national news, right? You you find out everything about the incident,
1: and uh, in America, you know it. Even if death by uh, by vehicle to to bike accident is is probably still relatively rare, hmm. um, but I really don't know because we just we don't talk about those things as national issues, and it's it's an aspect of the car centric culture
0: that right. we live in right i mean it's not even in america because, it's not even oftentimes it's not even local news if you live in a place that a, a local area that is busy and crowded right. enough you know you know what i mean like in in the united states like it might be but it might not be
1: uh i think there was uh a, another one i found was a, a pittsburgh uh uh fatality um but uh but well, yeah really have no idea uh how often that happens in the U.S. And I don't even know how I would search that information. Like, like U.S. week.
2: in I the mean, U.S. Those statistics uh, probably do forty thousand
1: people, forty thousand people die every, a year in car crashes. Period in the U.S. Right, which like, is a crazy. And that's number. Like it's an insane, <laughs> a crazy number.
0: Right. I. I. So. The thing I always like. I was um. Uh, like I was. Sh- like legitimately shocked, like as I sort of like acclimated to living here um, when I was like first came here, um, I, one of the things that shocked me was to discover like the number of car fatalities uh, is, you know, I mean, it's still a high number, but like, it's like, it, it it's not, it's so, 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 so much lower. Yeah, yeah. It, it's crazy. So I don't know.
1: Uh I... man, it looks like the uh bicycle deaths bicyclist deaths in the US uh are two thousand eighteen is our last number. Mm-hmm. And that's uh eight hundred and fifty four. Average right. average about eight hundred a year over the past decade right uh yeah and like that's not that's not something <laughs> that's something i had to dig for to get those statistics right right, right so right. um yeah uh oh man that is that is tough uh 651 of those 854 deaths are men over the age of 20 uh it's not even like a, a a lot of kids getting hit right. by cars, which which it would be its own tragedy, but um, but only about a hundred of them uh in 2018 were uh, were cho- people under the age of 20. Period, uh, mostly adult men, which you know it's probably something sexist about uh, <laughs> cycling for uh, for fun, uh, but also working class men uh yeah you know, right. like bicycle thieves and and death of a cyclist uh working class men uh use bicycles as their mode of transportation right. uh i do so you know right right uh yeah so it's uh you know it's a thing there was a popular uh popular tiktok video of a guy who was commuting to and from work uh on a uh on a skateboard yeah uh, w- while listening to uh, Fleetwood Mac and it was very delightful. Uh so so yeah all of that aside about uh, America's position on cyclist deaths. Uh I was hit by a car uh while biking last year. I did not die uh thankfully. Uh didn't even hit my head actually. I was wearing a helmet um which is good. Uh but uh you should wear a helmet. Uh studies show actually that uh drivers are more ca- in America are more cautious around bikers who aren't wearing a helmet. So, uh, you're more likely to get hit by a car if you are wearing a helmet, uh, except that study. It's probably true, but also still wear a helmet, you dummy. Uh, So, um, but yeah, I ended up shattering my elbow or the bones just above my elbow in 13 pieces. Uh, it was great. Uh, worst pain I've ever felt in my life. Thankfully, um, uh, very bad pain. Not to, not to downplay how painful that was, but, uh. But I'm glad that I've never felt anything worse <laughs> so right there's that aspect of it uh still can't touch my shoulder with that with that hand uh don't have mobility back um probably never will but you know it's fun I've got enough back I can function but uh but not quite as far as I ever did to begin with uh but yeah so that's your update on me getting hit by a car. This was not that triggering. One, we don't actually even see the uh, the accident. Uh, it's filmed uh, discreetly in a very new neo-realist, Italian neo-realist way. Yeah, I uh, mean, the
0: only problem with it is is if it weren't for the title of the movie, I would not <laughs> actually maybe. know what happened. <laughs> Luckily, it is the Death of a Cyclist. Had they changed a the lot title of, of the, the movie gaps. at some point yeah. in production, we would be in trouble.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, the bicyclist enters from left frame, goes over a hill, and then a car swerves as it comes over the hill, and the music gets really dramatic. Right, and then we see the drivers, of right. the people from the vehicle, and a spinning, crooked ba- bike tire. Right, I yeah, think I you could probably make just, some assumptions.
0: Pat. I'm just joking, but like, actually, I will say that much more so. The death of the death, the death of the killer of the cyclist, is. Yes, is, I mean obviously we all know what happens. Much we're more not overt, stupid, yes, but yeah. you know it, yeah. it. It 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 is still very like sort of yeah. for lack of a better word, playfully done. It's like oh, yeah. is he, we killed a cyclist. Like I mean, I know they don't need to show anything.
1: To to be fair, sure, he but, doesn't even say we killed a cyclist because what he actually says is oh he's still alive and she says get in the car. Right. So <laughs> yeah. Uh so we don't actually learn that he definitely died until, uh, which I mean, is part of the, dr- the drama
0: so. of the story, right? Yeah. Like I mean, I mean, right, well, we right, we right. learn yeah. it from the once again the title of the movie, but you know,
1: <laughs> right? Of course, yeah. You know, we course. do know
0: the cyclist dies. Um, it's like you know, but but nonetheless, well. it is it is well. I mean, it's supposed to sort of like make the behavior somewhat more ambiguous at the beginning, right? Like he's like they did a bad thing but they they want you to like to up the tension right. go well the cyclist might make it right there's a chance right like he'll be fine or whatever he'll be injured but he won't be dead or but you know i mean you know we know again from the title but
1: right um, of course now, 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 of course, that title it could be ambiguous. What if what if this isn't the cyclist in the title? Pack? True. What if, true. What true. If they, like the end of what the if movie, they run into, into the, a series the, of cyclists? Right,
0: it's just like <laughs> the end is just a cyclist being murdered by some stranger <laughs> on the road, and it's like, Haha, we gotcha." Um, yeah, some sort that of would new be age about... gotcha cinema.
1: That's that's a that seems like a Sam Peckinpah death of a cyclist to me. Yeah, where it's yeah. about the 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 inherent violent nature of humanity, as opposed to <laughs> right, uh,
2: right, like, as opposed to a movie about
1: yeah, as opposed to a movie about the uh, the upper class being selfish assholes. <laughs>
0: yeah, so. I just i I'm, I'm like I, I like the idea of like it it just like follows the cycle. You know, we we see that the cyclist doesn't die, and then like we find out later the cyclist I don't know had a heart attack. Five years later, or something—I don't know.
1: Because the world's bad. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> who would have? Who would? Who would direct that movie? That sounds. That seems Norwegian to me. That seems that's, Scandinavian. Yeah, you're maybe. right. It should be yeah, very blue. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Um, Why is it always snowy? <laughs> uh
1: I really love this movie from a technical standpoint. Oh yeah, who could not love uh, what happens
0: in this? This is amazing that yeah. way.
1: The. Uh, the cuts. Just... I, I was
0: wondering if we were going to jump into cuts immediately, or if we were going to kind of like ease into it. <laughs> I don't
1: know. I don't know how to talk about anything else until cuts I talk are about the
0: cuts. Fucking unbelievable. I. fucking yeah. I. I. Sh- I. No joke. Basically, shit myself the first time we had like a real crazy one. The one yeah. where, the, especially the fir- the one where we go to the um from the party to the like. The cinema, to the movie theater, like, where, news theater where
1: Juan is watching the newsreel yeah. about I the party. Yeah.
0: Fucking I watched that 5 times, Adam. It's First so time I watched cool. it as per normal. Second time I was like, "Wait, what just happened?" Like I just had to rewind <laughs> right. to just double check that I hadn't lost my fucking mind. And then I watched so it like three great. more times because I was like, "I just need to watch this a few times." It's crazy. Uh, and there are all my like, other... there's so many ones like and that. They're, they're all... so good.
1: Another another favorite of mine is uh, we're on Juan being pensive, smoking a cigarette, and he blows out the smoke, and then we cut to uh, Maria waving away smoke from her husband's oh, cigar. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> like, absolutely. That's well, a real good one.
0: <laughs> the fact that they really abuse the fact that Miguel and Juan look fairly similar. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. abuse the no, shit. They, they, they just, lean into that. <laughs> yeah, and so it's right. like
0: half the time, for just a moment, you just every time they do that— you exist for just a brief moment having no idea who's in care like who's on screen like it, <laughs> right. and it's a it's right. a good feeling it's not like a bad thing it's an amazing feeling to be like wait a minute we've moved what's good? and you and it yeah. puts you in an interesting place where you have to sort of engage with um, maria as a character in the sense that like despite her not having a bajillion lines you get this a weird emotional tension from not knowing who she's with at the time <laughs>
2: About right. sort of like right. getting
0: into – in a weird way getting into what, what might be a sort of representation of her frame of mind in the sense that like she's living these two – this double life. She's the one who's living a double life.
2: Right, right.
0: And it's represent right. And Lisa it's always part. her double life. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, oh, I, I I like the one um, where the where Rafa throws the bottle and the brick goes through the window. Is just fucking – I died. I was like – I watched that, that is, one three times yeah. as well. I was like, I couldn't not.
1: My other favorite one that I that I actually watched a couple times too was where we cut from the wedding and the uh, the upper class matron calling the children to dinner. Oh yeah, and we cut to to the street kids getting mm-hmm. beans from a street vendor right. who is who is serving them with his hands into their hands. They're just yeah. getting a handful of loose beads. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wrote handful of beans in caps in my <laughs> just, notes. Just,
0: just as a note, just just in case yeah. you were wondering where yeah. we're at right now. Um, oh man, what I wouldn't kill for a what I wouldn't do for a handful of beans right now.
1: Yeah. But uh but yeah, that's that's the dichotomy within this movie is we see upper class comfort and then we see lower class uh life, you know, in a very neo neorealist right. sort of way, Italian neo realist. Obviously heavily influenced by the Italian neo realists right. here too um and that's you know Bardem's open about that right uh he's trying to make <laughs> spanish cinema into something heavily influenced by right the italian neorealists he had been for for a couple of years at this point uh but like uh but even the cinema scene is is that as well right right um and juan is he is upper class right his his brother-in-law is the uh the head of the university, the the dean, but uh, but he's a university professor. He's not a lower class person in this, right. even as an adjunct professor. Certainly, adjunct professors in the United States today are
0: right. I mean, professor people, in a university, but... even adjunct professor in a university <laughs> yeah. at this time period is a very different thing than it is now.
1: Right. Right. Right, um, but uh, but you know he's he's comfortably well off, and he's obviously uncomfortable whenever he's in those lower class situations. Though he's got other reasons to be uncomfortable, right? Because he's guilt ridden the entire.
0: Movie, right. Well, and, that, right? and that's the interesting thing, right? Because we hear the movie wraps up essentially with Juan sort of reengaging with his more like, I guess, reengaging with his more engaged personality, like. And, and then, right. like, having, like, oh, I finally have something to believe in again and stuff like that. It, right, it makes right, you, It right. does make you wonder what Juan was like around the time that he was in the war. Yeah. Because
1: – Yeah, and he, he sort of talks about the war sucking all of his right. beliefs out right, of him. Exactly. Right, exactly.
0: And and he – see, it, you, it does make you wonder, right? Because you start to wonder if possibly Juan was a much more radical person at some previous right. time in his life because – you don't get a lot of information, but you you could read that he had – he was very – he sort of self-describes as being full of like that sort of like – not necessarily like political activism, but it kind of sounds like it when he talks about the war and before the war. And then we also get references constantly to him sort of being the disappointing child. So you kind of right. wonder if those things go hand in hand or not. The book the right, movie doesn't right. give you a lot of details, which is fine. It doesn't need yeah. to
1: like when he's talking to matilda about the uh about the other university students rallying around her um he talks wistfully about those riots as mm-hmm. if he were uh, as if he were previously part of a protest that would get people right. a riot right uh and uh and implication, you know. Of course, there's also the implication throughout uh, throughout a lot of European cinema of this time that that's just a university student thing to do. Right, so, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, uh, we just, you know, yeah. we throw riots occasionally.
1: <laughs> right. Um,
0: we hate windows and we love but, bricks. Yeah. What do you want?
1: Yeah. I also really appreciate that, uh, despite the fact that uh, uh, Matilda is a hilariously attractive woman. Right. <laughs> like... When she's introduced in, in, in the sweater with the bullet bra, I, I literally laughed yes. I, the first time I saw her because she's 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 ridiculously oversexed in her right. in her entry. But at no point does the film or any of the characters in the film ever suggest talk about that. that. Yeah, yeah. That like these guys are only rallying around her because she's a blonde woman. Uh, uh, Juan's relationship with her is is one of respect. Uh, yeah. Eventually. Uh, Particularly I mean, even after.
0: relatively early. I mean, like he does. Yeah. He he. What he does to her is based purely on his anxiety. Be based, and and it kind of gets right. into the right. idea that like his evil is sort of compounding itself. Like the thing, the wrong he has right. done, right. Cr- creates a sort of like compound effect in the universe. And right. even pretty early, he he does notice that like, oh, she has something I used to have. Some at some point in my life, right.
1: Right, right. And it's interesting you phrase it like that, because I, I really feel like uh, one of the messages of this film is that the, the minor wrongs of the upper class compound in such a way right. as to create major wrongs. Uh, and Juan is the one character we see who is willing to break that cycle right. of of structural violence, right?
0: Right, absolutely. And and Juan, like, we see it. Like, Juan, ha- part of Juan feeling uncomfortable, especially when he starts dealing with people in the lower class, um, dealing with his cyclist, the cyclist he killed, he, in an attempt to try to stop his, through his own selfishness, he puts himself in a position where he has to deal with the fact that he didn't just kill a person. He essentially killed a family as well. Like, he... right. Like destroyed it he has actively destroyed a family and and right and and that plays a part as he goes forward about the fact that he it's not he you know he his selfishness has an effect on the universe around him that continues to compound and expand outward Um, right and sometimes on purpose right because like he does decide very willfully that he is going to make Maria an accessory to this murder Right. In that he won't, he's not going to go to the police and say, I killed a man. He's going to go and tell the whole truth.
1: Right. Well, he's hes going to go and tell the whole truth is really what right. it is, right? Because it's, you know,
2: I'm the man a
1: died that that's a because bad thing. He, went around, he went along with Maria's decision to leave. Right. Is why the man died, right? right? Um, And that's, you know, I'm not. And Maria was driving. Right. There's right. that exactly. too. Yeah. But... But on the same hand, um, they are both responsible for what happened here. Right. Um, and, and, and,
0: and my my thought process, my main thought process was that, like, I'm not implying that what his decision is a bad decision. I'm just saying that, like, that's one of the few times in the movie where he acknowledges actively and makes a choice to expand the influence of his decisions beyond his own. You know what I mean? Like, right. he chooses right. to make sure that, like... That she is also going to be culpable in this, um, right? I mean, because he could lie. I mean, he could. I mean, the police don't know anything, as we know. He could tell the police yeah. anything if he wanted to. So he chooses to make sure that, and not right. necessarily again to punish her, but because he's going to tell the whole truth. Yeah. Right? He's not going right. to feel satisfied with himself unless he tells the whole truth.
1: Yeah, this is also a movie that's very interested in the. Uh, in, in condemning philanthropy as a yeah. uh, as a solution to these, like like we get it very explicitly with Maria, who says, "Oh, let's anonymously anonymously give that woman money. though That we know we won't be arrested for right. it." She says at a church,
0: right uh, after after putting uh, money in the donation box. <laughs> I would like right, to point right, out,
1: right, right. She's trying to buy her her conscience clean, right, right. Um. But we also get it with, like, the woman talking about the Canasta game, that they're raising money for, I don't know what, uh, like, she literally says, uh, for kids or something. I don't know. Um,
2: Well, and
0: the, uh, right, the interesting thing about it is, is that that one specifically condemns just direct, like, just pure, like, (laughs) upper-class philanthropy, Right. But if we if we take some of what's in this movie as also a sort of anti-government, anti not anti-government but you know anti-fascist, but like probably a little bit anti-church yeah. message, like she is at a church putting money in a tie in a tithing box, while talking about just handing money to somebody to cover a death, like not just about right. her conscience, but if we th- see it as a more societal thing, right, the idea that you can like buy people's lives, like oh. Corporations, right. governments do it all the time. Oh, that person died. Well, we'll give you a little bit of money to say, you know, oops a daisy. Sorry that this person right. died. Right. Now it's always a wild thing, right?
1: Now I will admit, I have uh, lived a much more comfortable life because of the insurance settlement of getting hit by a car.
0: Right. Uh, but think about but it this the, way: here's flip that on its head, right? Like in the sense that. Yes, that's true. But had you died and your parents got, somebody that right. would not be right. the same thing, right? Like, it,
1: but but also the other flip side of that is me living a much more comfortable life is uh, having a year's wages in the in the bank. Right? And I don't. I at tables. I don't make that much money. Right. Uh, so,
0: like, I mean, I give I no. I yeah, I, I yeah. My my point is that it's, like my the idea my
1: ability can... to be comfortable right now. Is itself an indictment on right <laughs> on the structures yeah. of the society. Right. Absolutely, yeah. So, no,
0: I yeah, yeah. I totally. Of course, I, I just for me it's like, do I want the family of victims of of you right. know structural right. like right. No, the, in yes, I want them to be yeah. taken care of, but like the idea that, but when you get down to it, it starts to come off in society as well. We can just buy that person's life here. Have this right whatever X number, whatever money we consider nothing to us and a lot to somebody else is what we'll give you to buy that life that we took from, from you. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's pittance to us. It's enough to make you feel like that life, maybe that life is okay. I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing to think about. Like companies do it all the time. And it's like, I can't, the the math on that is I can't. Right. I just can't.
1: Right. Yeah, who who decided that $40,000 was the proper response to uh me getting my elbow shattered, right? Right.
0: Is that yeah, uh, and, and like <laughs> and what what you know what algebra leads to that? Like I don't I mean, of course there is an algebra that leads to that. I just don't want to think There about
1: is it. an algebra, and there's a there's an argumental algebra because because there was a point where even knowing the full facts of the case, the lawyer handling it for me says, "All right, we're looking at between 25,000 at a minimum and maybe 150,000 at the maximum. So I'm going to ask for $300,000 and we'll see what they'll do. Um, <laughs> it's so like, okay. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we, we, settled down 40, by the way, was my takeaway. We actually settled for 75, but, but yeah. had to pay back my health insurance and pay the lawyer before right. I got the money. So, uh, yeah, health insurance. Is the a whole thing, for whatever reason. Yeah, the whole the whole system <laughs> is bullshit. And right. that's the other thing. Like like the person who hit me was not some upper class person who wrote it, uh, who who even tried Probably to write a check. Driving 120 mile it go away. an hour on a yeah.
0: on a back road at night. Yeah, or at
1: night. You know. Yeah, I got hit in broad daylight, 10 a.m. on a on a cloudless day, uh, by a 82 uh, year old woman who was on her way to work
0: right which right. already is a, has the, its own structural indictment in and of right, itself right like right, what the fuck
1: right right, top to bottom my entire situation was an indictment of the structures of the society yeah. I live in
0: I mean oh like, god she, I can't even
1: she shouldn't need to be working she was rushing because she was late to work which implies that she's going uh, she was hourly right right and she's going to she's going to be punished if she's not there on time uh so yeah it was it was its own mess right Right. Um, so you know I'm interested in how this in what we think Bardem's trying to say in how he portrays the underclass here because on the one hand there's a sense of community among them Mm. right in they're taking care of each other's children right Right. Uh, but on the other hand the movie sort of goes out of its way when he talks to that neighbor woman uh to establish an interchangeability between the the lower class, like she says, "Oh, it could have been my husband just as easily as it could have been her husband i mean i yes um, i don't but again, and all that... these apartments look the same. Like she right. explicitly says, all the apartments look the same except right. well, she has a sewing machine that I don't have.
0: So, I mean, what I um, would I what I would argue is that while that may come, that may be in the end a clumsy thing to have yeah. in the dialogue. I think the idea is more to imply like we should be unified because this could happen to right, any right. of us, right? Like
1: right, and that's it's the sense of community and the sense of empathy between them right. that I think Bardham is trying to. It's like trying to my emphasize.
0: husband also takes a bike at night through right. these fucking awful roads to get and home course, from work or whatever.
1: Yeah. And and of course the the movie frequently say, has clunky uh well as you know sorts of dialogue like right, yeah. like when they're talking about the relationship. Oh, you mean you mean my brother-in-law, your husband. Uh, yeah. When they first it has some 4A. stuff like that. It's um,
0: like yeah. I I don't know why it's like that. I I think I think there was probably somebody had some concerns that like it, the story might be a little hard to follow or something like that. I don't know. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and admittedly, the the familial relationships are maybe a little hard to follow. They and are. Do we even ever actually meet Jorge? Is he ever? No, on I I, at I will admit
0: point? that like it took me a while to firmly establish <laughs> in my mind who everybody was and their right, relationships right. with each other. Because for a while there, I was like, wait, is Maria his sister? What's happening right, here? Right. This is no, super fucked no. up. <laughs> that's, that's.
1: yeah. His sister, who, who, his sister's husband is Jorge. Jorge is the dean of the college. Yeah. Uh, when he sits down melancholy for dinner with his mom, the two empty seats are for his sister and Jorge. Right. I, mean, my problem I don't is, even is, know his sister's name. My
0: brain automatically filled those spaces in. Uh, <laughs> With right. the two people, with the characters you've next. actually met so far. Right, so yeah. I'm like, oh, it's Miguel so, and and Mario. Yeah. wait a minute. And,
1: right. If right, he's
0: hurt, Wait, what? <laughs> it's like, what's happening here? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's not that's not what it was implied. I did um, fix
0: that in my head relatively quickly because I was like, well, this can't be what this movie is about. Because no wonder uh, it got banned in Spain. Um, <laughs>
1: It's even even more overtly about the uh about how fucked up the, the de- degradation of the family, <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh but yeah um <laughs> right, right, so it's you know it it obviously wears its politics on its sleeve, but not even. Not to an overwhelmingly didactic degree either, right? No,
0: it, it's a, it's kind of a, it's a kind of a strange one in that way, right? Because it does things like that where it does try to like wear it on its sleeve, but yeah, you're right, it doesn't like. At the same time, it doesn't. It's not about that. It's,
1: it's still existing under Franco, right? right? So he can't come out and just say Franco's evil. <laughs> then he'll then right, he go right, to jail, right, of course. Yeah. And he got. He he apparently got more daring as things went on, uh, and he had international support. The Cahiers du Cinema guys, Truffaut in particular, defended him uh, when this movie came out uh, and when other other films came out until eventually he made a film called Vengeance, um, which uh, which is when Tru- <laughs> Truffaut stopped defending him publicly. Um, and I don't know what about Vengeance made made Truffaut finally <laughs> abandon Bardem uh but uh Bardem went to prison for vengeance um spent uh spent i think up to a year in prison uh after that movie uh
0: hmm i wonder i wonder yeah. what it's i wonder what it's like
1: <laughs> right right uh vengeance if i recall correctly it is about um well let me pull it up we'll 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 read a little it's from nineteen fifty seven, so not very long after this. Uh it had frequent troubles with Spanish censorship. Uh and for some reason there is no plot synopsis on the English Wikipedia page. Oh boy. Uh
0: heading over to the Spanish page. Oh
1: yes. Uh so so Vengeance is about a character also named Juan, and and we could talk about that because our director's name is Juan, but also Juan is just, you know, it's John in Spanish. Yeah, it's just, it's the, just John it's of Spanish, the name. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um He is released from prison after ten years uh for a crime he did not commit, and then he and his sister decide to uh take revenge on the uh the upper class guy. Who, uh they think is responsible for him going to jail um which involves the two of them um not the two of them but him and another associate um getting hired as harvesters on this guy's estate uh it was um it's, it was originally called the Reapers <laughs> Ooh,
0: that's a name. and
1: and the Franco the Francoist said no to that one. <laughs> Um, so they renamed it Vengeance, uh, and uh, it originally was meant to take place concurrently. And the Francoists said no, because that's a, that's a clear indictment on us. You're not getting away right. with that one. So they had it set in nineteen the 1930s to put it under the Republican government instead. Uh, yeah. So. So revenge was its own little thing and he ended up going to prison for a little bit because of revenge. I
0: suspect that if I had to take a guess, I suspect that there were probably things in the film at at the end that were not approved or something like that would be
1: my guess. Right, right. There's, uh, it's also interesting. um, This is actually the only Bardem film we'll, we'll watch and we might have to end up doing a Bardem uh, list uh, because I, I am somewhat interested in seeing other ones. Uh, also, just before this, in 1953, he made a movie called uh, "Bienvenido, Mister Marshall," uh, "Welcome, Mister Marshall," which is about a, a a slightly confused small Castilian town, uh, who hears that there are American dignitaries coming to visit as part of the Marshall Plan, so <laughs> so they think one of them is named nice. Marshall, uh, but it's all about it's all about trying to uh, impress the American officials so that they can. Uh, they can bring in investment and much in the same way that it plays here with the Americans. And it's very, you know, flamenco dancing and ole ole, uh, as, as our, uh, as our blackmail guy says, cause yeah. he's the piano player. Um, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> goodness. There's apparently a sequence in, in welcome Mr. Marshall where the, uh, uh, it has been every so often it comes up and I have seen pictures of the Holy Week hoods of Castilian priests uh, because they are full, full white hoods. Right. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, people post a picture about context or something. You know, these are clansmen's hoods. Apparently there's a sequence where uh, <laughs> where those hoods become clansmen's hoods and the priests start acting like clansmen. OK, that uh, checks out. And drag someone before a, before a House Un-American Activities Committee. Oh my God! Um, accompanied by jazz music. This oh my is, God! This is an amazing sentence. Yeah, I need to watch this movie. So the,
0: um, you just got to make sure we can get it before we yeah, commit to yeah. this, right?
1: Right. We'll figure out figure out where I can find that. He uh, he wrote that one he, and uh, co-directed it, I think, which is another interesting aspect uh, from the documentary on this T V D of uh Bardem hating the term producer <laughs> so much that that even when he was producing a television show, he refused to be called a producer and wanted to be called a director. And the actual director's like, no, yeah, <laughs> I'm what? directing no. this. Yeah. Uh but but they say that guy in particular says about Bardem that he viewed producer as a capitalist, as, right, uh, right. as someone who owned the means of production, as someone who was was throwing money at the situation, uh, not as someone who is actually doing work, right. um, which is why he didn't want to be called a producer.
0: I mean, it's not an incorrect argu- argument about what producer right, right, usually right, means. Right, he's not right, wrong. Right.
1: Bardem- Bardem's probably not wrong there. Uh, so yeah, we we haven't really talked about the blackmailer yet, um, and maybe maybe that's because he's a weird he's a weird character. Well, I mean, he, uh, he's
0: he mostly exists to just move the plot in a specific direction right right? like i mean he doesn't have much of a i mean they they try to build his personality externally by like having people talk about him
1: right right he's a he's a hanger on he's a leech on the upper class and that's bad but it's bad from bardem because he he is also selfish right and he right. is jealous of what the upper class has. Where Bardem doesn't want us to be jealous of what the upper class has, he just wants the upper class not to, not to not have, to have it. that We should, yeah. we like, should be spreading well, that, that. That's the thing, spreading right? Spreading those like, resources, right?
0: Rafa is 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 a person who I mean, even Rafa like admits what he is. Like there is right. a scene where right. he literally talks about what his position is, <laughs> and you know he's he's. Not, he's not struggling against it, he's struggling to see if he can get his way into the upper class, right? Right, right, for real. Right. Like, he wants to join them, not destroy them, right? right. Is the issue, right? Right, right. um, and
2: he's,
1: he's willing to destroy them, uh, individually on his way right, to becoming, yeah, one of them, yeah, if that's what it takes. But he doesn't want to destroy the upper class, he will, yeah, he wants to belong to it, excuse me. Um, it's also a really great. Uh, subtle thing with Rafa. Uh, at one point he says, I don't, I don't like that word blackmail. Uh, it's not even Castilian. Uh, and that is, that is another, another poke at the Francoists who had just said that, uh, all films have to be done in, uh, in Castile. Right. Uh, that they couldn't, they couldn't, uh, couldn't use any other Spanish dialect. Uh, because they wanted it to be official and and bougie. To be fair, I mean right. to, to, that's the language of the of the nobility in Spanish, right? That's and for for centuries that was right. the uh, the peoples of the noble of the nobility. Americans hated this film when it came out,
0: which <laughs> is we like. I don't kind of understand that because it feels very it feels like. Kind of vaguely Hitchcockian with extra class politics and like tossed in, basically, like
1: right. And it's it's obviously very much indebted to Hitchcock, too, right. right? In in a lot of this, yeah. Um.
0: I mean, to be fair, I don't know what the original release in America was like, but like, all it takes is a shitty dub, and like. You know what I mean? Like, who yeah. knows where, where 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 it fell apart, right? Like, because like they said, like oh, certainly man. Americans were not reading this.
1: Bosley, Bosley Crowther was apparently just really put off by everything we love about this movie. Um, oh <laughs> no! Says, uh, weird plotting and a wild, choppy cinematic style, Senor Bardem, cinematic syntax. Has no capitals or punctuation marks. He jumps from one scene to another without terminal notifications or dissolves. That's because he's flowing it naturally, man. Oh, yeah. Watch he's, the he's
0: movie. brilliant. Man. That's what you're describing as yeah. brilliant. <laughs> this is like a, doing... this is basically the equivalent of a person being like, hmm, "The grammar in your poetry is confusing." It's like Let's yeah. go off it. no, just go fuck no, those off. Just go fuck
1: off. Those are poetic words. That's how.
0: It's... Like it's like it doesn't make it's, any sense. Like it's I mean, I get play, it, man. Right? It's 19 what? 52, is that right? It's 1952. Yeah. I've I've I don't have i i do not have the Wikipedia. Like I guess you're used to yeah, dissolves. You're you're used to like saying this scene ends here and now now it is a new scene. Yeah. And if you don't get that, that can be really Right, right. And I, we've
1: already admitted, you know, that's kind of confusing in it, this, it, but it's, it's very confusing. much on
0: purpose. Absolutely. But yeah. Yeah. Very confusing. It's
1: confusing yeah. in a way that that benefits the plot and right. what we're trying to say about everything that's going on. Right. right? uh Yeah.
0: I mean, I you so, know, reviewers are wrong sometimes. A lot of times, it's just right, the way it is. Right. It happens.
1: uh So often when Bra- Bosley Crowther's name comes <laughs> right. up, it's about him being wrong in this yeah. podcast, but. You know, but that what a uh, what a take
0: to have on this movie to just be like, oh, right. that really cool thing you did that like really <laughs> makes the story really interesting to follow. Yeah, that's it's
1: garbage. bad, and you should feel bad.
0: Yeah, yeah. Le- learn to how you use how to learn to use a star wipe sucker.
1: <laughs> but Senor Bardem will have to do better to make his laurels look deserved. Um, it's the last line of the quote on Wikipedia.
0: Oh man, like. What what's that? It uh, I, you know, we're not luckily we'll be dead, but like to find out that his, you're just history views you as just entirely and utterly, completely full of garbage and wrong.
1: Oh uh, yeah. Um <laughs> But it was it was hailed as, as a great European film when it came to the US. You know, he uh he uh, got the uh it won a an award at con um i think the jury prize at con um yeah the european critics loved this movie it's it's, right
0: i mean even if you were to dismiss the story the editing stuff that happens is alone enough to get it like lauded right because it's fucking amazing right right. then you throw in a story that is genuinely engaging to follow along with because you know you you really start to inhabit you you get to inhabit both Juan and Maria in separate ways and try to understand right. them both at the same time you're almost holding both of their feelings in your head at the same time which is really fascinating thing to try to do right and then you know part 1 of the ending is an amazing tension builder right like i say part 1 because before maria gets mur gets killed by a cyclist <laughs> right in, in the right. Le- the first murder Is you we all know it's happening, but the build up to it is fucking amazing. We're like, how long are we gonna wait to run this fucker over? Like how long are you gonna make me wait to do this? Is is in particular
1: because what what's happening while we wait is one over going over all of his emotional attachment to this land. Right and to maria through this land like this is a <laughs> like you know i i i open this by saying the the that this movie is less overtly uh Influenced by the Spanish Civil War than than the '70s work we we've talked about previously, but but Juan literally sitting there saying, "Oh, I fought a battle here. I was trapped in the trenches here, right here yeah, where right I'm here. looking, yeah. where we killed a guy. I killed people previously, but it was a different sort of murder because those were my countrymen." Uh, no, <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, uh, Juan is like the implications right. of all that of it being a war, right? Uh, but but Juan is is particularly thinking about how he longed to not be in the war. Right. Right. But as far as Bardem's concerned, Juan was also on the wrong side of that war. Right. Right, Absolutely. Uh, So, yeah, it's just, it's.
0: And, yeah, and, and, you know, in the, in the, in in, in, nominally, Juan thinks that Maria's listening to him as he talks. (laughs) Right. But, like, she's just over there also contemplating murder. It's. And like he's gonna die in the place that he killed people is just Right. Yeah, there's there's so right. much going on in that scene. And like I at that point I was watching it with one with John and like he can't understand anything that's going on. I'm I'm giving him like I'm not reading all full text, but I'm giving him synopses, right, as we're going along. Yeah. And and he's like and we're both just waiting for her him. Like, <laughs> like, by the time that happens, we're both like, Oh, thank God. She finally did it. Like, it's like <laughs> the tension got ridiculous. Cause it's like, it's a right. long scene. Like it's a long right. scene where you're waiting for that. The, the absolute inevitable to happen. There's zero yeah. chance. She's not going to do that. Um, and then, of course, the, the her death is similarly obvious, but for like not in the fun way. It's like, well, now she's doing 120 kilometers an hour. You don't show me the speed, <laughs> speedometer unless you're going to murder someone. You're going to kill him for going too fast. Right, test. right. Like, it, right. there's only one way you ever see a speedometer in a car, and it's right before a car crash in a movie. It is yeah. very much a Chekhov's gun sort of scenario. Um, I guess you could do the opposite for, like, an old, like, you know, like, oh, this person's only going 10 kilometers, and I, that'll never happen. I yeah okay whatever. Um <laughs> right. Um some but like yeah, it's just it's a weird like that one's much less obviously much less gratifying. We've already talked about the fact that she really shouldn't die, right? Like she should to, to tell the story Bardem wants to tell, right? She should escape. Unscathed, she shouldn't right? die.
1: Yeah. Right. Right.
0: It right. all just and works she out should, fine for her, magic. She
1: should go back and disappear with her husband and get away with two murders and yeah.
0: Cuz that um, yeah, that's that is Bardem's class politics right there, but yeah. Right. We can imagine that's gonna
1: It would be interesting to learn at what point the censors decide she has to die. Is it? Is it her attitudes and her behavior through the entire film? Is it the first murder, or is it just the second murder? She killed someone of her class, right? And now, now it's now it's time she has to she has to die. Yeah,
0: I I right. assume it. I I really do. I wonder, you get into this really things, right? Because then you start to get into like gender politics, right? Is it, is it the fact that, is it the class politics or is it the gender politics that means she has to die? Is it just that she's a woman? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like, does she have to die because she is a killing woman or does she have to die because of her behavior with regard to class? Yeah. It's, it's, I am, I'm guessing it's because she's a woman who committed murder. The reason I guess that is because her being killed by what is essentially a member of the lower class, as far as we can yeah. tell, doesn't really it's feed into the Franco class politics as well as they probably would like, right? Like it's It almost feels like a yeah. compromise, almost. Like having right. it be, come full circle feels more like a compromise than anything else.
1: Right. And and you know, it's it's not even like it's an act of revenge. Like she she swerves to miss this biker right. and this biker. Right, I guess uh, which
0: is maybe supposed to be redemptive for her that like you could almost read it that way too. That's that was one of right. the things I consider is like maybe the movie's trying to redeem her that like yeah, she killed but like she dies to save this person. Yeah. At the end. I, I don't know. But then he runs away, which is very anti Lower class. I don't know. It's
1: right, right. Well, you know, she he ends up disappearing because he's got he's got his own stuff to worry about, right? You know, if she if she died avoiding him, the police will send him to prison. Yeah, absolutely. You no, know, <laughs> so, like, yeah, for sure. Right. So so that's going to happen. Um, yeah, and and then you know, uh, my own mental conservation of characters suggests that that is the other lady's husband, right? You know, right, maybe, one, yeah. The sure, one who we yeah. earlier said, I, just I as automatically easily.
0: assumed it was a ghost of the original bicyclist because that's how my right. brain works. <laughs> right, right.
1: I, I half expected that too for yeah. him to just like dissipate. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah, right.
0: Like, oh, he turns to just smoke <laughs> and then it's over. No, yeah. yeah I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, okay. You can't have your uh, movie come full circle and not a, not ma- and make me and not make me assume it's a ghost. Okay, like that's not fair. <laughs>
1: right, right. Uh. <laughs> you've just, you've got, uh, you've got, uh, uh, you've got the last emperor on your he- mind.
0: Right, exactly. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yep. That's ghost where, I, that's, where I exist, that's where exists. That's where exists now. It's like, oh yeah, the ghost goes shows up and gives a tour of the palace. <laughs> right, right. Here's this seven million year old cricket. Please enjoy it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Come on, forty at most.
0: I know. I just, I, the the age of that cricket is almost irrelevant. It's still definitely, it's also a ghost cricket, okay? Or a zombie cricket. Those right, are our two right. options. It is a,
1: a ghost or a zombie cricket. That's, that's true. I guess it could um, be an immortal way,
0: cricket. I mean, that's the other option, right? It could be some sort of god cricket.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another interesting thing about, uh, about Lucia Bosse, uh, we've seen her once before um okay. testament of orpheus she has a cameo role in okay. um uncredited as one of orpheus's friends uh she got hired for this uh because she had just been in an early uh an early michelangelo uh antonioni okay. work um obviously prior to anything we've seen from him uh I think La Laventure might be the earliest from nineteen sixty that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Le Clis, La Ventura, they were all made and Ledonte were all made like right around the same time, I think. So I uh, get those dates confused. Right. But they are a few years later than this. Um but uh <clears throat> but she was in a film of his that we won't end up watching for the Criterion Collection. Uh we do get some more Antonioni work and something that he made about this time, um, called Le Mish. Uh, we will eventually watch, but she was in a movie called uh, "What Was It?" the The Lady Without Camellias from 1953 okay. that he directed, and it was seeing her in that that made Bardem <coughs> want to hire her for this. And I think that's part partially the uh, uh I not having seen Lady Without Camellias, I can't speak, but it's in 53. It's probably one of the last works that might qualify as. Italian neorealism like Umberto D was 52, I think. And that's generally the, right. The finality of that movement. Um, so it might be the, the transition of neorealism into a new cinema is, is something Bardem's interested in, right? Right. Because he's, he's interested in taking neorealism and making into a new cinema for a new Spanish cinema, which is what we see from the other Spanish films that we've watched, uh, but yeah, um, we'll see her again. I think in Fellini's Satyricon, I believe we end up watching. She's, I mean, she's she's a pretty famous actress, right? right. She's in a lot of stuff. So, uh, yeah, and then died of COVID.
0: <sighs> right, because yeah, well, yeah, boy, there's those po- class politics showing up again,
1: huh? <laughs> right, isn't it? Right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. As if. Uh, anyway um, yeah I just I really like this movie I'm so I'm so I happy do to have watched no it. I really I, uh, this is a
0: really interesting one to watch because on its face right it is essentially sort of just a Hitchcockian kind of psychological thriller kind of thing yeah uh, yeah but like just so jam-packed with such a different kind of meat <laughs> for, for lack of a in the sense that like nor you know you expect a certain thing from those kind of thrillers, and we've watched various sort of different countries and different directors sort of right, versions of right. that very i don't think i can think of any other ones that are primarily focused on uh condemnation of the of the of the bourgeoisie <laughs> right. <laughs> like right you know what i mean like I can't think of any that are that so
1: well uh what was that uh that one about the the death writer, eh, death letters, the oh the letters
0: right, of, but like it, I don't the, remember that one super well. I'm trying to think: would we consider yeah. that a class politics thing or mostly just a? Because that one when we watched it mostly felt like a no matter how you count it, almost felt like a condemnation of like gossip. Like it's like it felt kind. Right, it, it was right, a very interesting right. movie, but it's in the end sort of had a message that felt like an after-school yeah, special. C- <laughs> like yeah,
1: Clouseau's not exactly. Uh, interested in class politics either, yeah. Um Though the, the Wages of Fear, I think it's, oh yeah, it's the very, Wages of Fear is 100%, very much a class
0: political very much movie. In, yes. I mean it's uh, just you Corbus,
1: know. By the way, is the name of that film that uh, yeah. about the the Raven? Um,
0: yeah, yeah, that one. That one just seemed to me like I mean, it's been a long time. Um,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: I I just right. remember thinking like it was an interesting movie. It was I would not say it's not an interesting movie. It's just not this. Like this one is right. A, a little bit more hit you over the head with it, right?
1: Right, right, right. But but in an actually interesting and compelling way. Right, without know? being a and, movie
0: about that, right? Like because that's always the the trick, right. right? Is that like you you find we've seen this with other directors like trying to get this message this sort of message across, you run the risk of making a movie that is about this rather than has this as a right. theme, right? Right, right. Which is and really this, risky cuz those are not as a, interesting to watch
1: yeah this is just a massively done film i yeah. really
0: yeah <laughs> i I really like it i am really super impressed and i i i it is interesting because it sort of sounds like listening to the other the his friends and directors that like maybe his career sort of falls off right like as he goes on like yeah. as he gets more obsessed with Hollywood and things like that I very much doubt his class politics change but like <laughs> maybe the style is just isn't there. Um, right. I don't know. Like, I that's well, just well, speculation even, based on what people said, right?
1: Even the stuff from his friend suggests that his, his class politics didn't change, that he was always, right. always, yeah, no, totally. even to his detriment <laughs> Right. By the well, words you know, of some of them. Well, you going to jail
0: and shit. But, like, yeah. it does seem like maybe the style drops off. Like, his friends yeah. sort of talk about his style and the, you know, s- the way they talk about it has this sort of sentimentality that seems to extend beyond merely like him being gone but also to the point right. of, about him like some of that magic maybe didn't exist or something or was a little bit right. it's hard right. to say like i won't know till we watch another one but which we won't
1: and we won't uh right. as part of the collection at least not not at this moment um but we'll have to something out but yeah i was interested that as one friend in particular said that you know, disparagingly said that uh, Bardem believed cinema had to be about something, that it had to have a doctrine, had to serve society, couldn't it just be art for art's sake. And Bardem himself quoted in the essay accompanying this, uh, had um, there had been a, a left-wing magazine put on a film producer's, uh, well, a director's artist's symposium a couple years before this. And uh, with with artists from the left and the right, but all all who were very, very much interested in saying Franco's idea of what a movie is, shouldn't be shouldn't right. be what we're shooting for right, right now. Um, And and Bardin's speech there uh, uh, is quoted in the essay. He says uh, Spanish cinema is politically ineffective, socially false intellectually worthless, aesthetically non-existent, industrially crippled.
0: Right. And the, <laughs> um, that's the one they kept so, quoting in the documentary, right? Industrially right, crippled, right, right?
1: Right. The problem with Spanish cinema is that it does not bear testimony to our time. And obviously he's thinking about, you know, neorealism when he says things like right. that, right? Neorealism's whole point is that it bears testament to to the actual time uh, that is being produced in and, and is... Uh, servient to that um yeah so you know he he seems like a really fascinating guy and i wish i, I wish we could see more from him um, yeah
0: well, i mean we we'll always have to make that happen maybe with a with a bonus episode yeah. that seems like and, a fun one to do
1: and unlike say a lot of the french guys uh with similar politics he doesn't seem like someone who's uh hypocritical about those politics right either. yeah t- <laughs> true
0: yeah yeah i mean you yeah. know at least not according to his friends right his friends Talk right. talk him up right. pretty well with regards to like how far he's willing to go to like support his politics, right? Right,
2: right.
1: This um, is interesting, even when it makes even when it makes us hate him,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, this has been uh, the death of a cyclist um, from 1955, directed by Juan Antonio Bardem. Uh, really, a fascinating little movie right. that I'm so happy. Uh, that we got to watch, and also very happy that it did not trigger any sort of trauma. From right. When I was hit <laughs> by Like, a car.
0: Adam wasn't in the uh, fetal position for most of this movie or something yeah, like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, unfortunately, actually, I, I wouldn't even have time. To, my internet was so bad yesterday, it took me four hours to watch
2: this
0: movie. Oh, ouch. So it's like yeah. you're like living my life now yeah. where, like, yeah. I, I'll let you on a little trick here, Adam. I've never watched one of these in probably the last three years. My internet's not the problem anymore. Like fam, like yeah, not to complain about my family, but like it takes me no less than double the time of every movie to watch it. Right, right. I've, I I live the classic life of like every fifteen minutes into a movie, I get called away to like, oh, X just happened. Please, please make it not happen anymore. Slash, you know, fix it right. or whatever. So yeah, right. all movies, all movies. That's why I've been really enjoying the ninety minute ones we've been getting recently because I can get away in a cool three hours instead of it being like a five hour affair
1: yeah you might actually be able to watch one in one sitting in 90 minutes because that's a trip to the grocery store right yeah
0: like everybody could be taking a nap and I could get through a 90 minute movie.
1: Uh, next week we're going back to America for a neo-noir from 1961 blast of silence by Alan Barron probably Baron. he's American what am I doing uh, blast of <laughs> Silence by Alan Barron. Uh, so thank you once again for listening to Lost in Criterion. I am, as always, Liam Glass. With me, as always, John Patrick Owatari-Dorgan. And we will see you next time. Bye. Yeah. Lost in Criterion, hosted by John Patrick Ogatari-Dorgan, and the Adam Glass, who edits it. We're a production of with Jonathan Hape does the music. Check him out at Jonathanhape.bandcamp.com And hey, if you like us, why don't you give us a review on iTunes, like us on Facebook, and support us on Patreon. That's Patreon.com slash Lost in Criterion. We'd
2: appreciate it.